Welcome to a spooky episode. No, I can't do that with it laughing. Welcome to episode 121 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your titular Stacey and joining me in the spooky parlour that's covered in ghostly doilies and, um, I don't know, cobwebs and that. Uh, sure. That just makes it sound unclean, but fine. Is the absolutely delightful top-notch bird, saver of our live show bacon and animator extraordinaire, Danny Abram. Hello, Danny. (laughs) 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 Wow. Because you went with the Halloween thing. You did not warn me, so then I was like, oh my God, i got to Halloween it up. I, uh, I, I had planned to do, do a whole... So, are you aware of the, the band Starbomb? No. <laughs> okay, well, it's it's Aaron and Dan from Game Grumps and Ninja Brian from Ninja Sex Party, and they just do songs about video games. And there's one about Castlevania, and I was going to I was gonna sing a bit of that, and then I just thought, oh, I'd just be awful at it. <laughs> so I, I gave up halfway through. I was like, oh, I'll just do this instead. Oh, and then panicked and gave up on that as well. So, um, hey, welcome to the show. I've heard those words though. Ninja Sex Party through Yoan Bryony, and I heard another word. You Game Grump. I heard I've heard that word before. That's great for them. And so I've handed in my nerd card about five years ago <laughs> i think that's acceptable to be fair i only know of game grumps because of my hubby okay. um and it was <laughs> it was one of those things where i don't know how he was watching it before he introduced me to them because he introduced me to them by drunkenly texting me when he was on a night out with people from work saying oh my god the game grumps are going to be in birmingham this weekend and why haven't we got tickets so i texted him back and said i've just bought two tickets chill out what is a game grumps though and <laughs> and then he was like, oh, it's this, it's this Let's Play video game channel. Go on YouTube and do a watch of some of them. So then I sat and watched their whole Majora's Mask playthrough. And I was like, oh, this, this is quite funny, this. Which was good because I'd got two tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, anyway, uh, welcome back to the parlour, you delightful <laughs> bird. Listeners might remember Danny from episode 54 right nice and spicy uh or <laughs> i was <laughs> i was looking through the episodes that you've been on before and uh and one of them was uh during the spcp live uh the third one that we did mm-hmm. and you were on you were on a part you were on an episode that's called part one farts in the wind and I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember the context to that but i feel like it's something you probably said <laughs> Yeah, actually, I sort of remember what that was about. It was about anxiety and how we are all just farts in the wind. I think really tickled Barry, and that was why it was the. Yeah, the I think it was. I can't remember exactly what point I was making, but. but. Well, I, I appreciated it again when I saw it today and did a little titter to myself. <laughs> how are you doing anyway, dear? Oh, well, um, up and down. <laughs> <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really good. I just um started on a, a new show, so I'm sort of like my, my brain is just in the clouds and I love that bit where you you did say I was an animator, didn't you? I did. I <laughs> did, yes. Hi everyone, I'm an animator. And uh the 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 like I'm in the honeymoon phase of a new project where you uh everything is just so exciting and you're about to be these new characters and oh it's just lovely. So I'm I'm dedicating myself fully <laughs> to work right now. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have much of a life elsewise. But uh, yeah. that is a lovely thing, isn't it? I mean, for that to be my day job, that's fucking good, isn't it? I'm it lucky. is. I'm lucky. But yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Oh, good. Oh, I'm, do you know what? I'm actually not too bad. <laughs> I don't know if Rich wants me to share this, but it's happening. So <laughs> or maybe I'll bleep it out if he doesn't want me to share it. I'll ask him later. Um, But we had some good news the other day. So, like, long-term listeners of the show will know that Rich's kidneys fell over last year. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's been on dialysis for, like, yonks. And he was just about to go on to the transplant list when his doctor said, actually, weirdly, we don't quite know how, but, you know oh, well, it actually looks like your kidneys have, like, healed enough that you don't need new ones and you can stop having dialysis. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is, like, October is my new favourite month. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, autumn has started. I'm not sweaty anymore. My husband doesn't have to have dialysis. It's great. We're so, like, we're super excited. So even though I'm still, like, exhausted and stressed, there's, like, a whole big weight that's come off the pair of us now, which is brilliant. So. Oh, that's so good. Oh, God, I'm sorry you went through that, but yay. Oh, I know. Like, bless his miraculous kidneys. <laughs> that's that's all amazing, I'm aren't they? I, like, this is not the same, so I'm not saying it is. <laughs> but I went for an eye test last week, mm-hmm. and my eyes haven't got worse. And I just want to say, bodies are amazing, aren't they? Wow. <laughs> Go yeah. and Round of applause <laughs> for working human bodies. Like, yeah. I mean, the eyes as well are like notorious for just not working, aren't they? So <laughs> it's very I good to see that they're not worse. You know, because you don't see your face right often. You like mm. everyone else sees it, but you don't. I, I don't draw myself with glasses on because I don't. Know, I'm not a glasses wearer in my mind's eye. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always been fucking uh, yeah. if anyone draws me and I'm like wearing glasses and they're drawing I'm like uh, who the fuck is that and also <laughs> if I walk past a mirror or a window I'm like no absolutely not and I've always been like really 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 like mad at my eyes getting worse every time and this time she was like oh there's, there's no no medical change or something I can't remember what word she said and I almost kissed her <laughs> 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 was it only COVID that was holding you back? <laughs> Take that mask off, babe! <laughs> uh, that's not the same as not needing dialysis, but um, yay bodies. Yay. It is still very good. It is still very good. <laughs> Weirdly enough, it was an eye test that uh, that diagnosed Rich with kidney problems to begin with, which is also amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, hats off to medical science. Apparently, they can look in your eye and see all sorts of shit that's wrong with you that's not even related to your eyes. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, this is not right so do you know how we, we i don't know if we ever talked about this on another podcast that we've done before but like i've had a lot of gut problems in my 20s yeah. and my 30s and my big big question to god when i cross over is like yo mate we're we're that clever right and all our cells are smart and shit why can't my gut speak english then why can't it <laughs> tell me what it needs from me or what like if it, it why can't it speak stacy why can't nah. it if it's that smart but you're right though seeing it for your eyes is well cool it is it is i would i would also like a working gut if uh if there are any higher powers out there and they might happen to be listening either right now as we're recording or you know to this show later because they're probably busy uh (laughs) i just want i just want my gut to tell because this is the thing right every time i tell people that i get ibs they're like oh have you done exclusion diets to figure out what it of course i have of course. Like, do you think I'm just sitting here, just gluttonously eating everything in the world and going, I don't know, what's making me sick? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, 
tried so many things and I just keep being ill randomly. Yeah, anyway. the term irritable bowel syndrome offends me on a cellular level. <laughs> it's not irritable. It's not pancake. It hasn't had any sleep. It's broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. We should probably talk about pop culture a little bit, shouldn't we? Since that's ostensibly what this show is about. <laughs> yes, and it is that Indeed. <laughs> so, Danny, what would you like to talk about first? It's it, yeah. I, I didn't think you were going to start with me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just being a gracious host, you see. Well, I, have to, I, have to, I have to put out the airs that, like, I look... So that I look polite and nice, whether I am actually or not, is uh, <laughs> the jury's out. Tune into a podcast that's about a certain subject, and then the person that is on is like, "Oh my god, I don't know," and I'm like, "Oh, turn it off." <laughs> people, I bet people put people right off now. Tune it in for pop culture, and Danny Abraham don't want to go first, right? No, <laughs> I was gonna. Um, I love that this has gotten a bit Halloweeny already because my um, the thing. The only thing <laughs> I've watched lately is uh, Midnight Mass on Ooh. the old Netflix, which is uh, spooky as shit. So I was going to talk about that. Let's um, do that then. Do we do that? Have you, have you watched that. Midnight Mass, Dave Bob? I have. I have. So when you text me to okay. say you'd watched Midnight Mass, which was like, I think, last Friday, uh, <laughs> on the Friday night, which was like, uh, should we just watch Midnight Mass? I was like, sure. By the end of Saturday, we'd watched all of them. Was there eight? I forget. There's seven. Seven. Okay. You just plow through it though, don't you? You just want to. I, I, I watched it. So I'm living by myself at the minute. Mm-hmm. And I, I just watched it uh, like on a random Wednesday night or something. Absolutely. So the first episode, you, it's just a bit creeping, creeping doom build up, sort of introducing all the worlds and the characters and this weird little island. I was all right. I was all right. And then I, I thought like, oh, you, your man Raul Cole is a bit fit. I'll watch episode two and then it gets a bit spookier and weirder and you start seeing like eyes in the background and stuff and shit myself absolutely <laughs> fucking shit myself and I, I live in this like massive house at the minute oh wow. me and I've got that's brave. it's too long a story to tell you why I'm up here and why Ian is here and why we don't have any furniture but I'm in a massive house with no furniture and the bathroom I could see it through like two rooms in a kitchen <laughs> that far away from me and it was like all dark and I was like I can't go for a week <laughs> I have eyes in the kitchen oh no I know I'm so scared but I love being scared by films and tv and stuff mm. like I love like the, the thing I love it really took me back to watching Stranger Things for the first time where the first couple of episodes you don't really know what's going on you don't know what the threat is and you're scared of walls even like the, the, you, you don't you like Ian you gotta come back room with me in case the wall comes alive like that kind of thing I love <laughs> love that feeling but only when Ian's here yeah <laughs> otherwise I gotta go do it myself and that's really scary I'd, but I had to I'm 36 Tuesday and I had to go for a wee by myself oh no did you I, put the torch on your phone and stuff until you could safely get all the lights on <laughs> Another thing I hate about this house is like the light switches in every single room are in the wrong place. Absolutely the wrong place. You know when you walk in the room and you think, naturally, I'll just put my arm up here and flick the light on. No, it's on the other side of the room on the opposite wall. Amazing. Even though you've just entered the front. It's oh, it's so strange. Anyway, so I have to like run the speech room with my torch on my phone and turning all the lights on in the wrong place all the way through to the bathroom just for a quick wee. And then I was like, oh, no, no, I have to go to bed. <laughs> anyway, though, right, so. So, Weird Island, that's what Midnight Mass is about, full of yep. weird 
small town American folk. I think the population. It, I, I, oh God! But also, I've got the worst memory ever. But <laughs> right, I'll try and do sort of review <laughs> slash <laughs> synopsis. The, I think the population was something like 129. It's really small. Yeah, um, it was really small. Yeah, and they all live in like these old American like wooden houses and stuff. Real like what I think Goonies was. You <laughs> 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 mean like the memory of like that small wooden America? Yeah. And the character is really interesting. It starts with Are we allowed to spoil things on your podcast? Like we were. Yes. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, just the fact that it started with that young lad in a drink drive accident and they were uh, trying to resuscitate that girl and she quite clearly was dead on the scene mm. and flashing lights and stuff and just like that was the very first scene I believe yeah. oh so in what's wrong with you? I was so in I was so in and he basically goes back home to this small time small island after four years in prison, so it, it's like four years later your man's been in prison. I can't remember anyone's name. Me why do I not know his name? Anyway, because <laughs> he dies, that's why I don't remember his name. Sorry. <laughs> he goes back to hometown and that's you. You're following him. What I love about that is that you're following him. Like he's the main character. And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. I was actually genuinely surprised by that because um, I. Yeah. I'm not somebody who's usually very good at spotting things up beforehand. Like I've had this conversation many times. My memory is a bit crap and also I'm not a very critical thinker when I'm like if I (laughs) if I if you gave me a book and said read that and then told me afterwards like what do you think it means I'd be very on the surface of what I thought it meant if I reread it with the purpose of figuring out the purpose like I'm not a dummy I could do that but like as I'm watching or reading or experiencing something I just get so lost in it that I don't think about like where's it going and what's going to happen and stuff but like you have an expectation with most media to be honest that if you're following somebody as a main character they're going to be the one that you end with yeah as well yeah um so yeah anyone put into words my experience on this day as brilliant (laughs) as that i am exactly the same i am like an open empty vessel and the filmmakers i thought i fall for every trick and then at the end I'm like oh no and Ian's like are you kidding yeah that's what Rich is like with me he'll just look at me and he'll be like I saw that coming a mile off and I'm like how how didn't once say that he was the killer or whatever like, I, I need like I don't know what I need Stacey but I will just fall for it and I love the ride I'm like I'm I'm so empty <laughs> I say with you, but I think it makes us uh, we're perfect cinema goers, surely. We're the perfect They're the weirdos. Why are they thinking? Why have they got time to think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why aren't you busy experiencing? This is the thing. I think it's actually a really good thing because I feel like if I guessed a twist or like a perfect example of this is The Sixth Sense. I saw that like well after everybody had already been banging on about, oh my God, you'll never see the twist coming. Oh, what a twist. Oh. So, of course, the whole time I was like, right what's this twist then <laughs> and about about 10 minutes in I was like he's dead <laughs> like, oh, you? Oh yeah God. because everybody had put my back up and I yeah. knew I was look I was looking for it then whereas I think if I'd have seen that film not knowing that there was even a twist I would have fell for that like hook line and sinker and been like oh my god <laughs> like when I, I got to it. the end 
Actually, well, you missed out on that one because that's the one that I remember as well as being like, fucking hell, that one's brilliant, wasn't it? And everyone's looking at me like, oh, dear. <laughs> but the one really good thing, though, is that spoilers don't bother me because I will forget by then and I will see it as if I was a new person. <laughs> I think we might be, like, the same person because I, Rich could not stop laughing at me once when I'd found out a spoiler about Dexter, the end of season four of Dexter. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I, so I wasn't watching it at the time and I was like, oh, I'd plan to watch that. And then Rich was like, no, come on, like, just, we'll catch up and, like, it'll be... You know, you'll know what's coming, but at least you'll still, you know, you don't know how it happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. I'd forgotten by the time I got there. And when I watched that episode, because he'd already seen them all, like, when I watched that episode, I was like, you didn't warn me about this. What? Like, <laughs> and I'm like there in like tears. And he's like, Stace, this was the one that got spoiled for you, like two months ago and I was like oh I'd forgotten it's entirely forgotten hadn't seen it coming at all (laughs) good one yeah oh I was telling you about that even just the other day I just spoke about you a lot already on this podcast (laughs) I talk about Rich all the time it's fine (laughs) but yeah Midnight Mass it was an interesting one for me because I feel like it it would definitely have been scarier if I'd have watched it in the same situation that you'd watched it because (laughs) I watched it mostly on a sort of Saturday afternoon with Rich on the sofa so it like wasn't dark oh, no, and, no, and there was a Rich there no, yeah go back and do that again when you forgot <laughs> yeah once, once I've forgotten it um so, yeah but I found because like Rich was very into it that's why we watched all of it like basically like I think we watched two episodes on the Friday night and then the other five on the Saturday afternoon and I think for me I think I might have enjoyed it if it had been split up a bit more because I think I'm not a big fan of binge watching things in general because I think I like that sort of anticipation of like oh like oh god I've got to wait till next week until like you know blah 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 blah. yeah exactly Um, (laughs) exactly (laughs) there's the title of the episode um <laughs> and, oh dear, I don't know if I'm allowed to call it that. Who knows? But, <laughs> but like, because we watched it all in one big go, like I found it kind of hard going's not the right word, but it's quite a slow show. Mm, uh, a, I've written the word creeping. It's creeping. Yeah, there's a lot of like sort of. Yeah, talking yeah. and impending doom, yeah. and not so much of the actual doom, <laughs> which I think when watching it in one big block and like I say in the afternoon on a Saturday snuggling on the sofa with Rich was probably a bit <laughs> well like I feel like maybe if I'd have broken it up over a couple of days perhaps maybe I would have had a better reaction to it because for me it was just a bit too slow oh, um but it's only seven episodes I know I know and uh, and like and it's one of those like things where I get a bit torn because I like I liked the story and I thought you know the the direction and the like cinematography and the acting like everything about it was really good mm-hmm. but I don't know I just felt like there were some times when I sort of wanted to wind it up and get it going a bit more yes yeah. <laughs> come on oh, I feel like it did that from the very first scene with that um dead girl and how she appears just before he falls asleep every night it was so good and yeah I would <laughs> I even said out loud in my house don't you don't you do the lights don't you see the oh no and then her face would flash there and you're like oh no but if you haven't seen it guys oh my god she's got like a face full of glass and yeah police lights flashing in like blue red blue red and it's 
and if and her eyes are wide open and she's fucking dead, proper yeah. stone cold dead. And she's yeah. just standing there in his bedroom. Just glistening in the lights. Just glistening. Yeah. Oh. So, I, like, so that was enough for me. And then just meeting all the people on the island. I love that because like immediately you hated that god lady. Yeah. And <laughs> the, just the, the weird, weird relationship with his parents and dad. And oh, no, I thought it sped through. I see yeah. what you mean about like maybe you know like you you have to wait until episode four, which isn't that long, Stacey. Oh my god! But you have to wait till episode four for it to be like, oh, it's a vampire thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which is great, but well, yeah, I, I didn't, think... and I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know vampires. I just thought, oh, well, I love weird god stuff. Me, love it. <laughs> oh, okay. So that that might be where we were different as well because I'm not a right. big fan of weird god stuff, um, and I also. <laughs> Because Richard said to me when he put it on, he was like, do you know anything about this? And I'm like, well, I'm assuming religion because it's called Midnight Mass. But mm. other than that, no. So I was thinking there was going to be more about the car crash lady with the glistening face glass. Okay. Um, I thought that was going to be where the horror was coming from. So I was actually kind of like, when it turned out to be vampires, I was like, oh, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. But I did like, like I said, I think it's really well written, and there's like, like the acting in it is top notch. Like, and I think what I liked about it as well is that like there are some. Okay, so prefacing this by saying that I don't expect like every movie or TV show to be like realistic. Like I'm not looking for you know realism in a superhero mm-hmm. film or whatever. No. But I do like when things establish their own internal logic, mm-hmm. and like. So this is a bit of a clanging spoiler, but we've spoiled pretty much everything about this show anyway. There is a bit, there's a, there's a pregnant lady in this, and there's a bit where you find out that the town is inadvertently, during mass, like imbibing stuff that is both healing and making them younger. And so she loses that baby because it essentially sort of reverts back to an egg, I guess. She was a um, pregnant in the first place. <gasps> When, <laughs> when that happened I was like okay that is amazing writing because I, I think so many so many other like sort of supernatural things would have like had her have like I don't know a, a mutant vampire baby or something yeah. but instead they they were like because I'd said to Rich by that point we'd sort of you know I'd, we'd sort of got the gist of what was happening with the healing and stuff oh my god did you even by then I did not <laughs> I was honest to god I was like why the hell have they got such a young beautiful actress to play an old lady this that's unbelievable <laughs> that's the only thing pulling me out of this show and then as it was on, i was like oh you did see like i was starting to think i was suspicious of the monsignor like the whole time so i i was trying to like like even though I'm not very good at spotting things, I was pulling all sorts of things out of my own arse, and I was like, "That's the same guy. It's the old guy from the start." And Rich was like, mm, "Maybe." It's that. Oh my god, Stacey, you are not the same. I retracted everything. <laughs> <laughs> you well, no, that, that was one of about like 53 theories that I had up until like <laughs> episode four or five. Whenever, yeah, you know, whichever episode it is that starts with him like doing the confession where he's talking about him as an old man. 
that like getting lost in the desert and stuff um but like up until then i'd yeah i'd got about 53 theories and that was just one of the working ones that i was <laughs> running with See, i'm so um, dumb for even theories i'm like witnessing it as if it's really happening i'm not thinking where's this going i'm thinking it's great <laughs> like it's like it's present and now <laughs> Yeah, I don't know whether I was thinking more about it because I, it was a bit too slow for me. Because yeah, I'm yeah. like, you've got time to think, then, aren't you? If you're not, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things though that I would absolutely recommend to other people. Like, I think if it, I think if people are like me and they're not into the religious, religious horror and that sort of thing, then maybe not so much. Because I do think that's like one of the places where I don't know if it's because I don't know a lot about religion or whether it's just because I'm not that interested in it but like of all the sort of like horror genres that there are i think that's probably one of the like like lower end what like i wouldn't seek out a, yeah. like i watched uh, i watched constantine for the first time the other day and uh like the, <laughs> the, the, the dreams one oh, the film. yeah yeah and uh and i was saying to rich afterwards i was like i get because i'm a big fan of hellblazer like i get that a lot of his stories are like about like you know um devils and demons and stuff and but actually there's like su- surprisingly few of them have anything to do with like the actual church and so i was genuinely surprised that like the route that they went down was like what about hell i guess and like i don't know this angel and you're like oh <laughs> i mean i'll give I... it a point for tilda swinton looking amazing the entire time but <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so i think this is where it comes from for me it's like hellblazer lucifer vertigo comics were like my first ever comics mm. that someone lent me and I was like whoa comics and I started collecting myself it was that and there was um 30 days of night was like the current one at the time that I was Ooh, picking up yeah. and just frigging loving and then obviously they're they're all in the same part aren't they they're all like well 30 days of night vampires and I kept thinking this is so 30 days of night all the way to yeah. midnight mass and there was even like a top-down mm. shot like a drone shot of the and I was like, this is <laughs> which I love. I love the comic and I love the film. And then there was um, Hellblazer and Lucifer, obviously, like all oh, God, heaven and hell, cult stuff. And I have not been brought up religiously at all either. Well, I just, I don't know where it, it's just my fucking cup of tea so much. I love it. And I don't know why. I love the idea that there might be something that actually does exist beyond our what our eyes can see and what have you like oh absolutely like i love it and i love that it can be as corrupt and as warped as down here (laughs) (laughs) i love that and i love that it's even worse because come on you should know better you're a fucking angel i love it and i love as well like when and then i I grew up a bit more and uh got introduced to preacher and i loved Mm. the preacher comics up until (laughs) a very very distinct point uh, have you read the comics? The I haven't. Comics? No. I absolutely. I've tried twice now to get past the R space episode. <laughs> episode. The right. R space issue. Like everyone who reads Preacher will be like, "Oh my god, you idiot! That's the best bit." Or like, "Oh, you carry on. It gets worse." But like, there's this really tragic character, and I am too empathetic. <laughs> He's got <laughs> part of a backstory, and I couldn't get past it ever. But I loved so much the characters up until that point, and the the you know there's a vampire in it. It's about the word of God that the, um, a man, a priest, embodies like it's exactly like and like Midnight Mass in yeah. the way that like when they did preach of the TV series, it stuck around for six whole episodes longer than 
I ever would have if it weren't for your man, <laughs> Dominic Cooper, hot <laughs> as fuck in a dog collar. Why do I ever think of Priest? I don't know. <laughs> it was so boring. It was so boring. And I was oh, so no. sad. And Midnight Mass gave me literally everything I wanted from the Preacher TV series, but like in seven episodes, so I've done it. I feel like I've actually achieved something. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just got all that from it straight away like oh a priest turned up on the island fucking yes Danny's in it's <laughs> <laughs> all I need and he's like so oh, I'm gonna say it. I do fancy him but like I don't think you're supposed to <laughs> no but he's he's quite handsome <laughs> he's a bit sloppy but I hung on every word of his in in your man's <laughs> I don't know anyone's name it's so bad your man your man's <laughs> AA meetings the main goddamn character yeah. whose name I have completely forgotten uh, is in the AA meetings and, and uh, I don't even know the name of the goddamn priest. Pruitt? No. Pruitt, yeah. It. Is it Pruitt? Well, is yeah, so he's Monsignor Pruitt and he goes yeah. by, I want to say like Paul Hill or something oh, when he's... Yeah, it is. I remember that because <laughs> it's the name of my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to take Paul, but I never did. Oh, hi, Paul, if you listening. Um, Paul Hill. Uh, yeah, so his, his name is Paul Hill, and oh, every word in those meetings where he's just talking—it's like a, it was like a counselling session for me with a yeah. really hot priest. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just love this guy so much, I don't know why. And then, and then he's all like, "Oh, got a little stomach summit <laughs> here for you." Ta-da! It's an angel. And Ta-da! It's vampirism. I, I was a bit sad because I hate seeing the thing that you're supposed to be scared of. So, like, up until that point, you hadn't seen the angel yeah. in the light. So you didn't know what you were looking for. And they did this really cool trick with, like, stray cat's eyes in the light. Yeah. I love that because you've seen them in the world, aren't you? They're everywhere. Yeah. Cats have really shiny eyes. So that was what I kept thinking. Oh, no, if I go into the kitchen now, there's going to be a shiny cat eye and I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> but it weren't until the second episode where you saw that those eyes were actually higher off the ground and then a cat would be... And I shit myself. And I'm watching this on a tiny laptop as well. I don't have a telly, so it's even smaller and shitter, but I'm still like, oh, I'm so scared and I love it. Then as soon as you saw the light, you're like, no, oh, no, oh, what a shame. Yeah, okay, I know what it is now. So I never had the EBDBs from that moment. And then it's just gore and I love that. And what's mm. this? And it's unraveling. And it's always oh, a love story. Oh, God, I get it now. It's so nice. Oh, and everyone's on fire. It was like, it was great. Perfect. <laughs> so up. Ruined the surprise, but the surprise was cool. And then there was loads of gore. And then everyone, oh, that you know the, the alcoholic guy in the trailer. Oh yeah, my god! That. And that broke my little heart. So it's quiet, and it's full of. <laughs> I don't know if I'm describing this very well, but please do watch it. <laughs> um, it's just full of heart, full of like really cool character moments, and all the gore at the end and in the middle, and that moment where <laughs> you think. This, I'm going to Google this guy's name right now. <laughs> Terrible, I don't know it. Uh, come on, main character. Main well, I can't character. remember it either. <laughs> we should be referring to as a main character, shouldn't we? We should know his fucking name. Yeah. Riley? Yes, of course. I can't Riley. remember the bird's name either, though, the main bird. Erin. I remember her name. Erin. Yeah, there you go. Yes, well done. She was so tragic. And they were all so tragic. Mm. And it's like island are just like tragic tragic stories like they'd all try to leave the island and something had gone wrong like she had like a horrible marriage and she came back because she was pregnant and she thought right I'm gonna leave my husband because he's horrible I'm gonna have this baby and go back home and I'm gonna be the teacher on this island and everything's gonna be fine and then everything just goes from shit to worse in seven episodes 
she one fucking dies, which is such a Danny Abram ending. <laughs> I feel like this was absolutely perfectly made for you. Whereas, like for me, I feel like if you'd have squashed it down into maybe four episodes, I'd have probably been fully on board. Because, like you, know, I did. I did really love like all the all the gory bits and like like I say, all the acting and the atmosphere in it was so like oh, like oppressive in a sort of I don't know what's coming though way. <laughs> Like, why am I scared? You know, kind of. Horrible judgment. Like that. Just like, what was what was you? You picking? Now that I'm on the website, I'm gonna look for an in. You know, you're a you god woman. Dev, Dev, Dev. Yeah. Or yeah. what? Who has not had a neighbour like fucking mm. or a primary school teacher? And yeah. just her, not even silent judgment was just so great the whole way through. Like you felt ashamed you were watching it. <laughs> just ashamed. Yeah. You weren't good enough just a horrible impending doom the entire way through creeping atmosphere that you just couldn't place weird little cat things happening <laughs> oh lovely lovely put my socks on watch it again i'm not gonna watch it again i, watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I never watch this ever because i i'm too stupid and who's got the time but like i might watch this again that's how good it is Ooh, do it with ian this time though don't watch it on your own <laughs> <laughs> oh god do you know when uh the end of episode four is that episode four is when you find out that um, this thing is actually turning people into vampires or, yeah. or has the power to because it happens with the main character, Riley, Riley Flynn. And he takes <laughs> he takes her out on that boat. Oh, God. Yeah. Looking at him and she's like, why have you brought me out here, Riley, on my own? And you're like, oh, he's going to eat her or whatever. Like, he's going to turn us <laughs> and they're going to go up forever. This is, this is how dumb I am. You, if you work this out for yourself, no, I didn't know. <laughs> I was 100% on the same page as you. I was like, oh no, he's going to murder her at sea. Because <laughs> it's just weird. Like, as soon as I saw that they were getting in that boat, I was like, oh, what are you doing? I thought you were going to have some sort of, like, I thought you were going to turn good, dude. I thought this was your, your moment. So you, you were going to pivot. You're going to be a good kind. What is that for in film? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, don't ask me. I don't know things. <laughs> Anyway, so bought him her. He just did it to see his final sunrise. <laughs> and then the sun rises on his face and it cuts to who he's sat in the boat with and it's your girl who's got a glass all over her face and dead. But she's not, she's free now. He's like, oh God, he has, he's died. And she's come back to get him and she's forgiven him and his soul's going to be okay now. Smash cut to his head on fire and Kevin. <laughs> screaming her just absolutely head and then it goes to credits but she does not stop screaming and you can hear the the roll of the water and the lapping against the boat and her just screaming while he is burning oh. yeah the, the slight crackle of a fire <laughs> yeah yeah that that scene got me like really good because i like i was like yeah i was like 100 percent. he's gonna murder her in a boat for some for reasons i can't fathom and it only struck me as he was like telling her the story and she was going yeah all right you're a fucking vampire whatever lad <laughs> obviously written way better than that and it only struck me as she was like talking that i was like no it's the sunrise he's gonna set himself on fire in front of her so she believes him and gets the fuck out of dodge and then she doesn't get the fuck out of dodge the silly cow <laughs> how are you doing that to someone you love though like you're confessing your love to her but you're like sorry you're about to see my corpse burn up probably scar you yeah. for life I he has the money for counselling. Give her some money for fuck's sake. 
he should not have told her he loved her no. just as he burst into flames <laughs> like that's so cruel but maybe um, he knew that none of it would end well at all maybe he had some sort of like yeah. this is this weekend is like because it's all building up onto easter weekend and easter sunday night is the midnight mass that the, the, the name for Oh, that was like, can I say titular? Because I'm not stiff. Am I allowed to say that? You're allowed to say titular. You can say any words in the parlour. <laughs> well, not not any words, actually, now I think yeah. about it. It's a couple of words nobody should ever say. <laughs> True. So, yeah, maybe, maybe he knew. Maybe he was like, no one's going to win this. I have to let mm-hmm. I have to let you know how bad it's going to be. Please try your best to do something. Goodbye. Poof. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. Oh, look at Just love that. It what else good. have I written? Absolute gore, unease, life, death, that corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two things that I noted down that I wasn't sure uh, I was going to bring up, and we'll see if they're things that you noted. Have you ever seen the movie Hush? No. Okay, because one of the things, like I'm not the first person to say this, it was actually pointed out to me by somebody else, but the, the guy that directed uh, Midnight Mass, Mike Flanagan, mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago directed a movie uh, called Hush, which is about a deaf writer who experiences a home invasion when she's like out in the woods trying to write a next book or whatever mm. um and the lady who wrote that book is the lady erin is erin from uh, midnight mass and the book that she wrote in the movie is midnight mass <laughs> i just thought that was like a bit of a, i know like what a bit of foreshadowing that was yeah it's a very good film too i would recommend it but like it's just, it's one of those things that like, doesn't really make any difference to either of the stories but it ju- it's just like a little nugget of like oh that's cool um, yeah like it adds to it if you do know about it oh i like it i'm gonna go yeah. think that out i'm gonna get some of it i love shit yeah. i've actually that many ideas i've had like one idea my entire life <laughs> when i when i was younger i had designs about being like a world famous author and then i realized after a couple of like years of trying it that i don't have any ideas and so that's it's really hard to become a writer when you've got zero ideas of things to write about (laughs) the whole like bafta award acceptance speech daydream on like a weekly freaking basis and i'm like with what babes what what are you making what are you making (laughs) where's your fucking after within project babes where what, what is this? Uh, yeah. You're closer to it than I am. The other thing I did want to say about Midnight Mass as well is like hats off to Raoul Coley for pulling off a a, a non-distracting American accent. Um, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It, it really was. It break at all, but I, as you know, I'm sick. But I don't think he did. I think he did a well good job. I'm how condescending have I just been then? Clapping the No, I I totally agree. Because I'd, I'd said to Rich, like, I was a bit worried about seeing him in it. Not, like, worried, like, <laughs> that makes it sound like I was, like, lying awake at night, like, oh, God, I don't know if I can watch Midnight Mass because Raul Cole is not American. Um, <laughs> imagine that, what a loser. But I, I had thought it was going to be really distracting because I know him so much from iZombie, which was, like, many, many oh, hours God, of him being... Oh, it's so good. Well... With him in. I only know him. This is so nerdy, but my friend made a audio play serialized audio play oh god i don't know what it's called if it's, <laughs> it's a play it's good it's got some episodes it's got a story and he was the narrator of it oh nice mike bithel's north star rising plug oh, okay but uh he he was the narrator of 
it. Oh, and then also he was in the um, Harley Quinn cartoon. As. Oh. Yeah, Find that out the internet quickly. So I already knew he was a voice actor. I thought he was just a voice. And then oh. look at him. He's hot. I found out he's got a bob too. Oh, yeah. He's a beautiful, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah, no, I like because I watched all of iZombie and it sort of fell off a cliff in the last series, like a lot of TV shows that keep getting renewed when the story's sort of almost over anyway. Mm. Um, I want to do. But he's very, very British in that. Um, okay. And so I was very used to his very Britishness, and like I follow him on Twitter, and he talks a lot about Liverpool Football Club, so I know him as a very British man. He's a bit in it, yeah, yeah. He's in like uh, play as well, so like yeah, and he is scarecrow is also. It's just him. It's his voice. Yeah, so I was like concerned that I was just going to be like, I can't buy this, but like after the first like couple of lines, I was like, it. I didn't. I barely even noticed anymore. Yeah, um, yeah I just. He was great. He's re- he's a really good actor. Do you know I almost had him on a live parlor, one of the uh, I know on a live charity one, but his fucking agent fucked up the time difference. Um, <gasps> yeah, I was I was sitting there on Skype waiting for him to turn up. Like, where is he now? <laughs> oh, that is so upsetting. What a disappointment, especially because he was the very last person that was due to be on. So I was really tired. And I was like, I don't know what to do for the last 45 minutes now that he's not here. She'd be like so disappointed as well. Like, oh, oh, are you coming back from that? You have to pretend to be happy. <laughs> I know. I have to be like, how are you? I'm not half asleep and struggling with life. <laughs> is it agents don't know clocks? That is one job. How many jobs do you have other than booking stuff? <laughs> well, the, the, the worst part was is that I checked it with her about five or six times. I was like, this is British summertime, right? <laughs> She's like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Booked in, sorted. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Anyway, Midnight Mass was good, though. <laughs> Personally, I could have done with it being a bit shorter, but that's like the only... <laughs> Interesting. I could have done with it being a lot longer. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, think it's just like that. More, please, but also I don't want any more because it ended so perfectly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was nice. And also I don't have to watch anything else. That's great. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I had text a friend because I was like, do I need to have watched Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor in that first? Because I know they're the same guy, but I didn't know if they were like interconnected stories or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I still haven't watched either of those, which I probably should because by all accounts, <laughs> Haunting of, of Hill House is Somebody was telling me it's a bit more sort of scary and a bit more like, what's the word I'm looking for? Less slow, fast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a proper brain fart today. I'm so sorry. Fine. It's Monday. We're recording on a Monday, which should be illegal. But for some reason, we thought it was a good idea. Or I did. I was like, oh, my God, that's what we did on Monday. Why? We haven't woke up yet, even though it's in the evening. Yeah. No brain on a Monday. I know. I should have should have thought this through, and I've just been like, Danny, do you realise the words you just said when you said Monday? Because <laughs> you didn't use them, so you're like, yeah, okay. Look, I just I just like hearing yeah. your beautiful voice. <laughs> you're like the boss. So I'm going to you. <laughs> you should have been like, you know, you I know. Sometimes you can be on my show. Oh no! See, I'm 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 terrible at being a being a boss. I'm much more like a. I'll just do whenever whenever you can. I love you. <laughs> Please be on my show. <laughs> oh dear! Hey, we've been waffling for like almost an hour. We've only talked about midnight mass. And I haven't even said anything of substance about it. Like I haven't even said what it's about or who's in it or any facts or anything. I've just sort of gone. <laughs> so, do watch 
watch it and do let me know if you enjoy it people yeah, yeah do that <laughs> um so i wanted to keep the conversation totally on the pulse of modern pop culture and talk yeah. to you about the fact that i read stephen king's it <laughs> oh <laughs> i read that when i was a kid <laughs> well I have only just started reading um, Stephen King stuff because I, I like when I was younger, I used to like read all the time. Like if I wasn't at school, I was probably reading. <laughs> like I'd even go to bed and have a secret light under my bed that my mum didn't know about, so I could read under my blanket when she wasn't looking. But like for some reason. <laughs> for some yeah. reason when I was like oh god like sort of through my teenage years and my early 20s my attention span just sort of disappeared and like I just sort of stopped re- like anything that was longer than a comic I was like no my brain and, pff, I can't do it so recently I've been trying to like train myself back into like reading mm-hmm. actual books mm-hmm. um, and Rich has just started buying they re-released a load of Stephen King books in these fancy like rainbow editions mm-hmm. so they've got like really stark like white and then one other colour kind of like covers and the spines are all like rainbow when you put them on the shelf it's very exciting looking and uh and because it's spooky month rich was like you should read a stephen king so because i'm a div i was like oh yeah let me pick the longest book that ever was (laughs) (laughs) that thing is a door star it is huge mongus so the copy that we've got was 1380 something pages oh well done (laughs) well to say that i enjoyed it is an understatement because it was that long and it was already over a period where i was working and i still finished it in like just under two weeks so i think that's pretty good resounding endorsement of how much i liked it (laughs) i love a good book me too i I am read more yeah, I, well, what I did was I set myself up a challenge on Goodreads. And, like, mm. I was like, don't be a dickhead. Don't set yourself like a, I'm going to read a thousand books this year kind of challenge because you, you're not going to do that. And then you're just going to feel like a failure at the end of the year when you've read, like, seven. So, <laughs> so last year I set myself a 20-book challenge. And when I hit that this year, I set it as 25. So it was my 24th book of the year. Oh, not, wow. not too shabby. Um, and it, like... I'm so glad you've read it because there was a scene in it and I know everybody's going to have talked about this till the cows come home anyway but Mm. I have to I have to address it so overall like I thought this is like I think it might be one of my new favorite books because even though it's like 1400 pages practically like I don't think because I've read loads of reviews where people are like oh it's too long there's too much like backstory for characters who don't really matter or there's like too many stories about just Derry in general and I'm like you're all missing the point so much because all of those stories are like a thousand percent needed stories just to show you just exactly how much it has gotten its roots into Derry and the people that mm. live there like you would if you yeah. took those stories out you would never believe in a million years that like it was that much of a threat <laughs> especially because even though it's like told non-chronologically you know nothing happens to the kids when they're kids because they're all there as adults in the book oh, yeah um, so you're gonna have to maybe refresh my memory because yes I have totally read it I remember yeah. that I was much 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 younger Probably yeah. in my early teens when I started, my mum started me on Stephen King. Like, come on now, <laughs> you're of that age, child. <laughs> and she, she was a big, big reader. All Stephen Kings, all Dean Koontz, all, all cool books. And I just never got on with him. Yeah. Um, because of the, the real, I loved the realness. Mm. And then it would be like the, the wacky fantasy that would ruin that for me. 
But I don't remember it being too long. I remember reading it. I wouldn't really yeah. read it if it was boring or anything. But like, I must have <laughs> liked it, and then it yeah. was off deep end. I can't remember yeah, exactly so that, about it though. I can't remember what were, the story is. Yeah, there were two. There were two bits that I just thought, like, I don't, I don't get why either of these are there, and those were the things that stopped me from saying, like, yes, it's definitely my new favourite book. Because, like, so for anybody who hasn't read it and doesn't mind me spoiling it a bit, and um, in order to refresh Danny's memory, it's Thank the story of like an ancient evil that has existed in a town called Derry in Maine that traumatizes and kills children, and it represents itself as like you're in a most fear so like when you're looking at it i feel like i would short circuit it and kill it immediately because i'm scared of so many things it wouldn't know what to do it'd just be like oh no what i <laughs> just can't keep my phone <laughs> yeah it'd just be like phasing in and out of everything and just be like oh well i used too much energy and now i'm dead um and it's about this group of seven kids who uh like six boys and a girl who try to kill it fail at it when they're young and then have to come back when they're older to sort it out because it starts doing a murder again and so like i loved the way it was told because it's not told chronologically so even though there's a lot of people like in their reviews say well that doesn't make sense because then you know there's not really any peril for the kids and i'm like yeah but the things that happen to the kids are still fucking terrifying it's not like you read it you're like oh well i'm bored by this fucking werewolf chasing a kid around because i know the kid don't die like it's still a fucking terrifying scene where a werewolf is terrorizing a small child <laughs> <laughs> like, and uh and i love i love the way stephen king writes it's very um i have a i have a thing there is a word for it that i've forgotten right now where i can't visualize stuff like at all um, there is a word for that isn't there yeah yeah i learned about it because zelda williams was tweeting about it <laughs> tweeting about it the other day um so when i like when i'm reading a book or like if somebody's trying to do a guided meditation with me i just see like if my eyes are closed i'll just see black and if I'm reading, then I'll just see the book. Like I, don't, I, I just hear a voice in my head, like reading the words, if that makes sense. Um, so I do have like an inner monologue, but I just can't visualise that. That's why I find guided meditations really frustrating because they'll be like, oh, imagine a bubbling brook. And I'm like, I fucking can't. And then I get stressed out. Um, but I, th- I find Stephen King's writing is evocative enough that I feel scared, even though I'm not even seeing or visualising like what the thing is. But the, t- the two bits <laughs> that threw me a bit, the first is the turtle. The, so <laughs> you find out that it is like, I don't want to say like an alien because that's not true, but sort of like, a, I don't know, like an elemental or something, some sort of like higher, pe- like a like a piece of a god or something. Oh my god! But I, it's, can't. I remember it being a big spider at the end. He is a big spider at the end. So what happens is when he's a big spider, That's he tries to lure Bill into into what he calls the deadlights, and the deadlights are like signals, I, I suppose, for your soul really, because his body was still where the spider was, but his soul was like elsewhere. Mm. And basically, basically, he was like out in the cosmos, and there was like a big, there's a big fucking giant turtle that also seems to be some sort of piece of a god and you find out that the turtle threw up one day and that's how earth came to be and Mm. that there's like some sort of higher power beyond the anyway it's all this sort of like existential like creations type stuff that's not god it's like a turtle and it's it and then it's some mysterious power that nobody can really name and the whole 
sound of that? <laughs> well, see, for me, that really threw me off because up until that point, and again, I'm not saying it was like realistic because it was like a fucking clown monster luring kids with balloons and like it's not realistic. But like that to me, it was like it was suddenly like such a big like cosmic thing. And I was like, hold on, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> like, and I couldn't quite grasp. Like I felt like I was actually more scared of it before I knew more about what it was. Yeah. It always ruins it, doesn't it, when you find out what it is. Yeah, and especially when the whole thing is like a a sort of like cosmos turtle. Yeah. That done a sink and like, just, you cannot relate to that. Yeah. You I couldn't never experience a cosmic yeah. turtle. And you're like, <laughs> oh I don't know how to feel or think. Yeah. I'm just reading now. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, like whatever this is, okay, fine. Yeah. And just like sort of skimmed that well, I say skimmed, I still read them, but like yeah. getting to the end of those chapters was like, okay, this is not for me. Let's get back to the bits where like kids are fighting a big scary monster. Yeah. Um and the other scene that really like this is the this is the one like the turtle on its own I could probably have glossed over and been like right it is my new favorite book but the this scene so you will probably remember it as soon as I say it and everybody in the world will know exactly what I'm talking about already but there is I'm going to put a little content trigger warning here just to say that I'm about to talk about potentially non-consensual underage sex there's a scene in this book where the kids are like the kids think they've killed it, but they haven't. And they're trying to get out and they're stuck in the sewers and they get lost and they all start panicking. And for reasons I genuinely can't fathom, Bev, the only girl of the group, decides that the way to bring them all back together and calm themselves down and find their way out of the sewer is for all of the boys to have sex with her. And these kids are 11. Right. I think one of them might be 12. So she just strips off and they're all like, what's this now? (laughs) And she lies down in a dirty sewer, completely naked. And she's like, who's going first then? And so one of the kids comes up to her and he's crying and he's going, Bev, there's got to be another way. And she's like, there's not. And we don't have time. Like, we're going to die down here. So just put it inside and jiggle it around and we'll see what happens. Because, like, this is the, this is the thing that stu- struck me about this book, is if you'd have made it that, so that the kids were, like, I don't know, 15, 16, it's yeah. still a bit weird, but, like, because Stephen King has explained that scene as saying, like, this is them crossing over from, like, sort of kids to adults and, like, this is them sort of, like, accepting responsibility and, like, learning from the experience they've had with it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but they're 11, they shouldn't be becoming adults yet. And they definitely shouldn't be. And, like... And I think the worst thing for me about this scene as well was people had warned me about it beforehand, but not told me exactly what to expect. So in my head, (laughs) I built this scene up as being totally consensual, very, very short and not very detailed. And that is not the case. So half of the kids are crying and telling her that they don't want to do it. And some of them are like genuinely distraught like openly weeping like and she's like very obviously disassociating during part of it it's very very bad and it goes on for about seven pages and it's very very detailed and I just I got to the end of that scene and I just couldn't fathom what the fuck he was thinking like what's locking up for that like and the the worst part is 
Yeah, it's baffling. Like, one of his, I can't remember if it was his publicist or his publisher at the time, who'd said, like, I don't see why everybody's kicking up a stink about this, considering the whole book has, like, graphic murders of children. And I'm like, no, because you read a horror, you are expecting murders, and you will expect some of them will probably be children. Like, that's what you're expecting when you go into a Stephen King horror. You don't expect non-consensual underage sex. Like, that's not... It's ju- and I don't understand why they couldn't have done anything else like I don't know a group hug or kissing even or you know when they get out yeah. of the sewer they do like a blood pact they like yeah. they like put their hands and, and hold hands in a circle and make like a blood pact like do that just do that like I can't, and I can't forget and I, for a little bit as I was reading it I was thinking I wonder if it's because I'm a sex repulsed asexual that this is like really sticking in my craw but then I said to Rich afterwards I was like so what did you think about this book and he was like oh he said it's a nigh on perfect book but I wish that chapter wasn't in there I am speechless because I did not remember that at all (laughs) is that like a director's cut no (laughs) no this is this has always been in the book um that's awful. That's awful. It's, I've written, right, <laughs> when you started this segment, I've written, it, Stephen King, sounds good. I'm just going to cross that out. I'm not fucking reading that shit. That's yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's I'm really... I'm going to thinking it's about a horrible clown and everyone dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, because, like, and the worst part yeah. was, is as I was reading it, because I've seen, I've seen both the miniseries from the 90s and the two films that came out, like relatively recently and although I enjoyed both there were like elements of them that I didn't like and a lot of those elements were actually different in the book in a way that makes them make more sense so I was like really into this book so I was like oh it's like all these bits that I thought were stupid were actually the films being stupid and like the book itself like I don't get have you seen the the recent it mm-hmm. films no uh, well, I haven't like it's not a huge spoiler to say that one of the things that they do in the film because uh, they the films they tell them chronologically so they don't follow like the story the way that the book does they do the kids bit in the first film and the adults bit with a couple of flashbacks to the kids in the second film yeah. and in that second film they all go off on what I call like a fetch quest. It's very video gamey. Like, oh, I've got to go here and collect like some talisman from when I was from my childhood that will help me perform this ritual to get rid of it. And that storyline or like really bothered me because first of all, there's like seven of them. We don't need to see all seven of them go somewhere just to get a thing. Like even though there's like scary bits happening, it's just like again, it felt like I wanted to wind the film up to like more of a conclusion but also the ritual then fails later in the film so it becomes an entirely pointless endeavor whereas in the book what they're actually doing when they're going around visiting places and experiencing like Pennywise again is they're actually trying to refresh their own memories because as soon as they all left Derry they forgot their like their entire childhoods they just forgot about Derry like me forgetting the book (laughs) Yeah. And there's like one guy who stays in Derry who's like, I don't want to tell you what happened because I think if you hear it all at once, it will blow your minds and you'll probably either like kill yourselves or just like die of fright. So like just go about your life in Derry a bit and see what comes back to you. And that's like I found that a really interesting thing in the book because it's not so much them having to. I think it's scarier that they just forgot everything and they have yeah. to remember it when they come back than like. Yeah, just having to go around and get like I don't know like a necklace from when they were a kid or whatever yeah like but yeah but like that scene I just there was there was like a point in it where I was like should I just skip to the end and I thought 
but you don't know how long it's just power through and I wish I hadn't because I was like this has really changed my opinion of Stephen King as a whole and like this book is so old that like it shouldn't have that like I'm sure if it turned out that he was a genuine weirdo creepy man that he wouldn't still be famous and making books I'd like well, to think yeah. <laughs> oh bless you bless oh, you I'm so <laughs> Yeah, as soon as I said those words, I thought, what's wrong with you? That's not, (laughs) that's not how the world works. But yeah, like, yeah, so am I, because like, and literally it happens right towards the end as well. It's like about three chapters from the fucking end. So the whole time I was like really enjoying the book with just this hanging over me, like, when's this sex scene coming? I just want to get rid of it. (laughs) I just want it out of my, out of my life. You you don't need that bit then, did you say? Like they could. You could just skip that chapter or those oh, seven pages and, yeah. and skip straight to the blood pact and be like, same story. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's no completely unnecessary. Like, because okay. from what I've read, he's tried to justify it by saying that the point of it is to show how much it has like shaken them by, you know, sort of splitting them up and making them panic. And that scene helps them all sort of like relax and come together and form like a strong emotional bond. And I'm like... I don't. I still don't see how an emotional bond apparently can only come through sex. Because guess what? I'm in a sexless marriage, and I couldn't be more emotionally bonded to my husband if I tried. Like I love that man with every single fibre of every little bit of my being. Yeah. So like, don't maybe maybe my sexuality has coloured it a little bit, but I think the underage thing still sticks sticks I, in my craw more I'm than the fact that the sex in general. Like I just think because when with you, Mister King, it was so, like <laughs> what like. You're writing that. You're living those words. You're imagining that whole bastard thing. You planned it and put it in. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Yeah. Oh, it's... no. I'm going to be putting it right off. <laughs> I don't want to read it. <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I've put you off. Like, in, I don't remember it, though. I absolutely do not remember that. But maybe, like, I read a kid's version. Is there a kid's version? Well, I was going to say, I feel like either you read an edited version or you read it when you were so young you didn't quite know what you were reading if that makes sense yeah yeah i really hope your mom didn't make you read a book that had 11 months having sex in it but no she didn't make me but like (sighs) i don't know i oh my god no 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 i don't I'm sorry to everyone who literally loves that book, but what the fuck? I'm not even a writer. Like I was saying earlier, I don't have ideas and I'm not very clever when it comes to like thinking up things. But even I could think of about five ways you could bring the kids together and calm them down and give them an emotional bond without any porking having to happen. Um, Words like that. That's upsetting me. Yeah. I'm gonna move on. Shall I uh, shall I talk about this other film that I saw that was quite good that doesn't have any underage sex in it? (laughs) (laughs) Read it if you want, if you're a weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, so um I saw a film called Till Death. (laughs) I'm just totally changing the subject now, just like complete complete 180. Uh have you seen this, Danny? Never read of it, mate. Oh, fair enough. Well, it's a fairly recent film that stars Megan Fox. Do you mind if I ruin it a little bit for you? (laughs) Because, like, we've discussed, I will not remember. (laughs) Fair enough. I'll try not to spoil anything past the first, like, sort of, like, the sort of setup of it, if that makes sense. Um, Way in. You can't spoil it. Fair enough. Megan Fox. (laughs) Megan Fox. uh, Yeah, I was already in because, like, I think she's my new, my new crush. Like, her, the pictures of her at the, uh, oh, God. Um, Where are we anything? 
the, it was the it was the red dress that got me with the long straight severe plait with the severe fringe mm-hmm. i can't remember which event she was at. i'll have to send you a picture later because uh mm-hmm. oh my god it was so beautiful anyway so the first thing to note about till death is it is a cool 88 minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. and in the land of stace who has a hard time paying attention to anything longer than about 90 minutes. <laughs> like That's two minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. That gives me two minutes to, like, I don't know, formulate my thoughts before I can put it on Letterboxd. So it's a cool 88 minutes. That's already a plus in my book. And it is a film about a lady, the, the aforementioned Megan Fox, who's in a bit of an unhappy sort of marriage. And you find out at the start that she's been having an affair with somebody that her husband works with. But she breaks it off because she's like, if he finds out, like, ah. So... The next day is their anniversary and he takes her, he buys her this beautiful necklace and he takes her for a lily meal. And then he takes her out to this like secluded lake house that they used to go to a lot when they were like first dating. And like he does all this romantic like sort of, oh, what's the, it's like a treasure hunt like around the house. So it's like this clue leads over here and there's like a little, little present and then that has a little clue in it and that leads you to another bit of the house. And like it's really mm-hmm. kind of sweet. And so she's mm-hmm. like... You know, he sits her down on the bed once she gets to him and like he's like, I realise I've not been a very good husband and I really want to I really want to change that and blah, blah, blah. And it seems like it's going to be lovely anyway. Smash cut to the next morning. She wakes up handcuffed to him in the bed uh, just by one hand. And she's like, what's this about? And he's like, "Um, you think I didn't know you were having an affair? How about fuck you? And then shoots himself in the ass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And yeah and then it turns out that the rest of the film is like an elaborate trap that he has set up so he's like he's like uh cut the gas so there's no heating and he's cut the generator so there's no electricity and there's no phone he's cut the phone lines and she's in this secluded like frozen snowy wasteland and he basically sets up this trap so that two dudes are going to come there and they're going to murder this woman unless she can like get out of there um But, of course, she's, like, having to drag his, like, body around because she's handcuffed and she doesn't know where the key is. And it's just, like, a really, like, I found it to be, like, genuinely tense. And, yeah, it was just, like, you know, when you <laughs> when you watch, like, films like this, like, these sorts of films scare me more than things like It or whatever because yeah, it people being assholes could happen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's you know, real. I like, I like that one day I'm not going to wake up handcuffed to Rich and then he blows his own face off. But, like... You know, this could happen to some people, like house invasions could happen. That's why they're scary to me. And so, yeah, like this whole thing. And because I don't know if it's also because, like, you know, she's a woman. So it's very much sort of like a I really empathise with her in terms of like how um, frightened she is. But at the same time, they do a really good job of making her like very resourceful. So she's not just like running around and panicking. Like she is trying to do things that will help her get out of there that the, the the bigger problem is the fact that her partners thought about a lot of this and sabotaged it to begin with yeah. um but it's just like it doesn't waste any time with anything that you don't need to know like this film is just like here's the setup for their marriage so you you immediately get the sense that it's not going particularly well and like here's the setup for this house and this like yeah there's like two like murderers turning up off you go it's <laughs> it's really good um, so what? So is he? So has he got like? Does it go a bit silly? Like he's got booby traps around the house, or is it just the fact that she physically has a man, a dead man? Yeah, it's, it's her and she can't get out because he's locked yeah, it's it away. more like that sort of thing. So it's like Ooh, things it's like really, really, he's cut the brakes on the car so she can't escape that way, or like 
she can't escape on the lake because it's frozen over. He's taken and buried or, or like burnt her shoes. So she's barefoot in the snow. So she can't run. And like, it's more like that sort of stuff so it's actually kind of sensible it's not like a i don't know like a yeah. murder home alone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i really liked it because it was yeah it was one of those films that like i was saying to rich it's not um it doesn't fuck around which is great and it also doesn't like it sticks to its own sort of internal logic of like this is the setup off we go there's no like there's no bits where you go, well, that doesn't, you know, why didn't she do this? Because she does try it like, you know how in a lot of films you just think, why haven't you called the police, you dumb bint? And then <laughs> and then they yeah. get murdered and you're like, see, you dumb bint. But like in this, like the first thing she tries to do is call the police, but he's cut the phone lines and he's smashed her phone. So oh it's like, God, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, he's like a proper asshole. And it turns out as well that he, like the reason he killed himself wasn't because he found out she was having an affair. It was because he'd been like doing a load of fraud at his job and he knew that he was about okay. to get investigated for it. So what he wanted to do basically was like take her down with him by making it look like she'd done him a murder oh in the God. lake house. How many true crime stories start and end with the man being in debt mm. and taking his family with him because he's a cunt oh yeah. my god yeah it's like it's just such a... Like a scene, Mom? yeah oh absolutely <laughs> was that one of the words <laughs> no that's i was thinking more like the end bomb that's the one that i don't want to hear in the parlor that one's not welcome in the parlor but the c bomb go for it i say it all the time <laughs> <laughs> god oh god i hate it but love it but want to watch it but hate it but don't Do you know I mean? <laughs> oh my god that sounds well good and horrible it's, yeah it is a really good fit and the thing is like a lot of people rag on Megan Fox, but I think she's quite good. Like, I think hey. she's had her fair share of shit roles. Yes. But I don't well, think that's to do with her, to be honest. Yeah. I love her in Don't Laugh at Me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love me her. Me too. I think she's great. <laughs> she's great as O'Neill. She's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I haven't seen much else of what she's done. Mm. I didn't make it through any Transformers. But she, she's in a few, she's in a few, she's, Horror films, don't you? Yeah. Someone's body. What is that? Jennifer's one? body. Yeah, we watched that not long ago, actually, and I quite like that. The story that that's based on, and mm. it sounds well up my street. <laughs> so I've always had it on my mind to watch that film at some point. Yeah. Well, um, it is spooky season, so. I know. And Megan <laughs> Fox. She a fox. Like you, you could spend the worst night than watching Megan Fox, man. Absolutely. I like. I like. I like her, and that sounds horrible. And I want to watch it. Yeah. I love it. As my, no. I was say, when you were talking about Stephen King before <laughs> the <laughs> revelations, like my favorite Stephen King book was Gerald's Game because it's so yeah. real. It's based in reality, isn't it? Like she wakes up tied to a bed and she's got to just fucking survive. Yeah, I love it. It sounds like that, but yeah. with the added inconvenience of having a dead husband yeah. to arrest. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I was, I did think of Ooh. Gerald's Game when. Uh, when we started watching it because i was like uh oh nothing nothing goes right. i tell you what if there's ever two films that will put you off ever using handcuffs in a sexy way it'll be it'll be gerald's game and it'll be till day did you watch gerald's game the one that they did i think it was on netflix a couple of years ago oh no i didn't even know there was one i've read i read the book when i was a kid but um... oh, okay because there was that yeah they did they did i can't remember who it was now who was in the oh that's really annoying but me and rich watched it and he had to leave the room during a particular scene because it is genuinely one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life like i felt ill (laughs) (sighs) Um, i've not read the book so i don't know do you know what i am just going to spoil it it's a couple of years old now in the book does she get out of the handcuffs by essentially 
they call it degloving, but it's essentially she just jimmies her hand out Mm. by taking almost all of the skin off her hand. Mm. Yeah. What, yeah, what you, are the ways out of the mind? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd you like see it. all of that. You see all of it. It's mm-hmm. it's a whole scene. And I like Rich had to leave because he was like, I'm gonna do a sick. <laughs> oh. I was there like glancing at it between my fingers, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So gross. I think she wraps them up in sunny pads or something, in book, don't you? Don't know. Oh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head because it was a couple of years ago that I watched it. But I just remember, yeah, I just I mean, remember like, like saying to Rich, like, I think I'd just die stuck to the bed before I did that. <laughs> like, I'd just be like, like, I had a good run. What yeah. a shame. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> this, is, this is where I live now till I'm dead. Yeah, I have a hard time thinking that I would have the survival instinct. To, like, you know, like 127 hours, you get oh, human yeah. gets trapped somewhere and then has to bite through their own limb. Like. I just feel like I'd be like, nah, I'm right. <laughs> I've said this about like, I zombies. have any survival instinct. <laughs> yeah, I've said this before about like, you know, in a zombie apocalypse, if I was indoors in a safish place when it kicked off, I might be all right for a while. But like, if I was like, say, I don't know, on a bus traveling to and from work, you can bet your sweet patootie that I'd be one of the first people to get eaten. <laughs> like, like there is no way. And like, there'd come a point as well, like. One of the reasons I stopped watching The Walking Dead is because it, it like it got to a point where I'm just like, what are you even living for at this point? Like life is yeah. like genuinely dreadful. Every day is a struggle, and any yeah. moment you could get your face eaten off by a zombie. Yeah. Like I just. What is, what is that survival instinct for? Yeah. <laughs> like at that. In that case, like. Yeah. Doesn't seem um, a smart thing, there, dude. No, like whereas like in a home invasion type situation it's like well yeah i could get out of this alive but like yeah with zombies for me it's just like no. you've said the words home invasion quite a lot Too tonight much. yeah it's, it's bad isn't it? <laughs> it's, like it's a good job it's october yeah well do, do you know My what <laughs> oh god no see like as i was saying when i was talking about it like i genuinely am scared of nearly everything that exists in the world so like spiders uh dogs most bugs most birds most animals if i'm honest like if you just put me in a room with a snake even if it was a perfectly sensible snake i'd be like oh god there's a snake i hate it weirdly i'm not so scared of sharks and stuff but that's because i do a lot of effort to avoid the ocean so like so because i can't swim because i'm afraid of water that's not a joke i am legit afraid of water like expansive like i'm finding the shower or a bath but like you put me in any more water than that and i'm like i don't like this it doesn't feel right (laughs) heights completely (laughs) if i fell off like a ferry Mm. (laughs) and i don't know why i would ever be on a ferry (laughs) because i'm like you i'm like i'm not going on the sea no i will but if I, if, if I fell off the side of a ferry, I would talk to God. My heart would stop before I touched the water. Yeah. I'd, 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 and if it didn't, I'd take a lungful as soon as I could. <laughs> there wouldn't be a single ounce of bite. I don't want to open my eyes and see under that surface. I do not. I do no. not. I don't want to see a whale. I don't want to see a seal. I don't want to see a shark. <laughs> I don't want to see a tiny piece of seaweed. No. I don't want to see litter. I just want to die. I'm going to take a lungful. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely the same. Like I, when we went to Belgium and we went in the Eurostar in the, in the tunnel, I I had a genuine fear of like, what if this tunnel caves in? And Rich was like, Stace, it's existed for so fucking long, chill out. And I was like, what if it's old and breaking? This is the day, though. I mean, like you've yeah. seen the movies where it just takes I'm one really angry destination. megalodon to hit it with its nose. <laughs> it's all going under. 
Yeah, what I've seen, Final Destination, I know that, like, the rumbling of a train could just rustle the wrong fucking nut and bolt out of its little thing and then everything just crashes down and there's water everywhere uh yeah I, I, we as you can probably tell i'm not a ghost so it was fine and we didn't die in the tunnel um but i was genuinely stressed about it like we as human beings can't collect ourselves together to sort out fucking potholes in our rods so how are we maintaining an under ocean tunnel right. I, I can't i just yeah i just don't I can't think about it because otherwise I'll get stressed again. I know um, I get like I just I sit here and just get unbelievably sad about something totally random and and not at all in any way near me or under my control. Like what if the channel tunnel caves in? <laughs> <laughs> just sit here right like fuck. What if the tunnel caves in? <laughs> Why did Stacey put that idea in my head? <laughs> <laughs> Halloween for us now, isn't it? We're just yeah. grown ups and we're aware of our own fucking mortality and how crap we are. Fucking <laughs> hell, we more scary. <laughs> On that wonderful note, um, <laughs> should we do a little bit of um, musical recommendations for people so that we don't end on like oh, grim Stephen yeah. King weirdness and uh, underwater death? Skip that seven minutes of this podcast if you're listening to this bit before you've listened to the podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, wouldn't that be weird if it was seven minutes that you talked about it though? Oh no, I'm, I'm upset that I think I think it might have been longer than that, and that makes me sad. Yeah. I shouldn't have given it that much airtime. I might cut that down quite a lot. <laughs> we shall see whether I can be asked to edit. Um, the the right. you know music, the, music, music. Go on, Danny. What song would you like to recommend to everybody? Right, I've got a bit of a story about it first though. Oh because, cool. Like I told you earlier, it's not a song. It's a piece of music, <laughs> and this is uh, a little window into my soul. So <laughs> about five days ago, Stacey, five days ago, mm-hmm. I read a tweet that said something along the lines that, like, there has been research into Tetris helping the sufferers of trauma yeah. more than antidepressants and yeah. drugs. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw that tweet, and I was like, what? I was like, shit off, shit off. Is that all I have to do? <laughs> <laughs> So I downloaded Tetris that very second. Well, I first retweeted it and then I downloaded Tetris that very second. And I've got a sore thumb because I've been playing it (laughs) solidly for four days. So my song that I recommend to you guys is the Tetris theme. (laughs) I love, I loved that you picked this because I have got, um, this is going to sound really stupid because like what a lame child I was but when I was a kid I was I didn't have many friends so like nearly all the time I was if I wasn't at school I was either reading or I was playing on my Game Boy and uh and I became like a proper Tetris whiz like I'm not I'm not usually one to like toot my own horn because I'm very (laughs) like I don't like praise (laughs) or compliments I'm scared of them (laughs) you can add that to the list of phobias um (laughs) but like I will say that at Tetris like I would I was like a thousand percent better than like anybody I knew like all of my friends and family I'd just like piss all over them I was so good and like so absolutely it's well odd I I reckon I could do it but it gets faster as you go along (laughs) well yeah I was a little bit aware of it I think I got up to like level 99 once and people like holy shit (laughs) yeah I was like I can't even like really see the shapes anymore (laughs) like this 
is just silly. Oh but, my um, god, are you kidding? No, genuinely not. And like, people will think I'm lying. People will think I'm lying, but honestly, so like, I genuinely like that Tetris music just fills me with so much like warm childhood glow. Oh my god, that's so cool! I was doing a little research about it today because I knew it was based on like a like a song. It's not like an original piece of music for the Tetris, but um, I actually went looking into it, and it's apparently like an old Russian folk song based on a poem called, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce this, Korobayniki, which I couldn't actually find a copy of the poem, though, which made me a bit sad, because I wondered if that would translate very well into, like, lyrics. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if it was just about blocks fitting together? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's uh, There was a song. All blocks. Together, um, blocks. I can't remember who it was by and I'm going to have to look this up afterwards and like pop it in the show notes. But somebody mm. did once put lyrics to the tune of Tetris and it was like, I am the man who arranges the blocks that descend on me from up above. <laughs> <laughs> so I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> Yay, that's what I'm going to sing on my next game that I play immediately after putting the phone down. <laughs> oh, amazing. I was level seven. Yes, I know. Congratulations. <laughs> seven. And I am absolutely fucking loving it and my thumb hurts. Oh, brilliant. So my, oh, my head is just filled with that song this week. And yeah. I don't know if it's had any effect on my complex trauma. <laughs> but but you seem happier. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, um, the piece of music that I picked is indeed a song. And it's it's <laughs> it's called From the Pinnacle to the Pit. And it's by a band called Ghost. Are you aware of Ghost as a thing? Uh, what? No. As, as a band, band or as a... As a... <laughs> Like just as a concept. <laughs> no, as a band. No, um, sorry. So, Ghost are a Swedish rock band who Love like. It. There's like a lot. Yeah, there's like a lot of like bones of contention about them in music circles because like pretentious knobbers don't like them very much because they think they're gimmicky. Because the whole thing about Ghost is that you're not really supposed to know who the members of the band are. So they're the like (laughs) the band are technically the nameless ghouls and they all dress in like all black and they've all got these like weird black very like plain like masks so you don't know who any of them are and then the lead singer is a guy called tobias forge and he plays i know well we sort of had to find out who he was because he got sued by ex-band members for not giving them enough money um i don't know if they won that case i know i wasn't paying attention i don't know who won that case or not but (laughs) um but he sort of plays a character at the front of the band as well because he doesn't really want he doesn't want people to focus on uh like them as people he wants he, he wants people to focus on like the music but i actually don't know if that's the thing that works when you dress up as like a sort of demon pope and call yourself popper emeritus and sing only satanic jams but but that's what this band is so he uh yeah he wears these like like pope robes and he has like face paint and all of the songs are very sort of like biblical and and oh, satanic yeah. oh, oh they are absolutely amazing the, the, the music is so good and there's like um there's been times as well where he his character evolves so like he'll kill one off and then bring out a new like so there's been like three i think it's three popper emeritus and then there's been papa nile and then oh i've forgotten what the other guy was called shit there was one guy who wasn't like a pope character he got like this really weird sort of like 
how to even describe it it's like a sort of weird sort of saggy face mask and he wore like a black tux and he was very creepy um <laughs> but it's just like it's all of their music fun. is just like chocker with like tasty riffs and Ooh. uh yeah, I absolutely love them. Like, I discovered them through Dan Avedan from <laughs> the aforementioned Game Grumps and Ninja Sex Party uh, oh, because he's just constantly wearing their... Yeah, heard of him earlier this evening. He's like constantly wearing their merch, like in, in any of the videos that they do. So like one day, me and Rich were just like, should we just listen to Ghost? Like, is he a weirdo or are they actually genuinely really good? And then we listen to him, and like Rich is at the level of obsessed now. Where where I'm currently sitting, there is a collection of Ghost action figures right above my head on the shelf. Oh my god, this yeah. is blowing my mind. The world is so big. Never <laughs> heard of that. Oh, mate, absolutely love it. They did. Um, they also did like a song for the the new Halloween movie, and that's really good too. But yeah, check check out Ghost okay, if you feel like yeah. listening to some really yeah biblical satanic jams. I love it. Oh my god, I just realised Ghost. <laughs> I love a theme. I feel like I've ruined your theme. No, it's fine. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. I feel like sometimes maybe the Halloween episodes get a bit too heavy. So <laughs> I think you did a very good thing picking the Tetris theme. Uh, and both of those songs can be found on the Spotify uh, Parlour Recommendations playlist if anybody wants to have a little listen. And on that note, Danny, is there anything you'd like to plug or promote before I go and have a wee that I've been holding on to for about 20 minutes? <laughs> oh, oh, my God, no. I don't have any. Oh, no, I'll show up. So... <laughs> Am I allowed to plug something that's Christmassy on a Halloween episode? Absolutely. Absolutely. I work on a um, Christmas special that will show on British Broadcast TV on Channel 4 on Christmas Day, Terry Cratchit's The Abominable Snow Baby. And that is a project I just finished on. That's it. That's all I want to plug. That's amazing. I'm proud of that one. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see it. And there's not many jobs I've had where I've come off and thought, bloody hell, I'm not going to be able to shut up about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, uh, yeah, that will, that, I'll just plug that. Oh, that is a proper toot, that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is well worth tooting about. Well worth tooting about. If I'd been on that, I wouldn't have shut up about it. I'd be like, fuck Halloween. Lads, it's Christmas times. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we could do a Christmas episode. Oh, I'm going to watch it. Watch along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely going to watch it. Cause, now, Here's a question that I may cut out because it depends on what your answer is. Is this the thing that involves Hugh Dancy or nah? Yes, yes, it does. Oh my god, what a <laughs> what a what a handsome man. <laughs> I realise that a lot of today has been us just got, like drooling over people from it the is. things that we've watched. <laughs> but like I'm, I feel like, it gets me all hot. <laughs> gets you are you feeling horny yet, Danny? Like it's it's one of those yes. things, right, where I try to pretend that it's not me bit like objectifying people because I do appreciate them for their talents as well. Mm-hmm. But like it just so happens that they are also all really hot. <laughs> what do you know? A really interesting fact about Hugh Dancing. Yes. But I didn't know. So maybe <laughs> no one else knows, but maybe everyone actually does know. He's from a fucking Stoke on Trent. Okay, I did not know that. A crazy? Wow. Oh. He is. That's like, like... I think, I, do you know him from off of um, Hannibal? Hannibal. Yeah. How not Stoke on Trent does he sound in Hannibal? Yeah. Not, not at all Stoke on Trenty. Wow. Oh, I cannot wait for you to hear him in Snow Baby. He is blissful. I love, oh. love it. I love it. I've, I, I've watched every shot that's come out of 
every animal. I'm, I'm one of those nosy. I was definitely the worst person. <laughs> this is why. This is why. I was definitely like the, the worst person on that project, skills-wise. <laughs> and my colleagues were just blowing my mind. Like every single time one of their shots went into the dailies folder, I was, because we're all working from home, so I can't squeal at them in their face. <laughs> I just messaged them like, oh, my God. frame six or whatever like what just just and they were like yeah (laughs) oh Oh, that sounds amazing like a kid in a toy shop like um, I'm so excited I cannot wait to see it I'm also really nervous to spell my name wrong again on the credits oh no (laughs) and I didn't bring it up like because I it was the same company that I worked um last Christmas there was a clown uh, and they spelled my name wrong (laughs) funny it's not funny it's funny though it's funny it's funny funny, funny. but like also it's like you might as well just stab me I don't don't know why it's just a name and it's so silly but like and I didn't bring it up I didn't say like oh could you just make sure my name didn't have an S on the end (laughs) it's one of those things isn't it where you want to point at something and go that's me that is and be really excited but like it's not your name then people will be like that's not you (laughs) like you're like no but it was though but no, no one else knows as much as you, you know? Like, my has been spelt wrong 1,000 times. <laughs> but on that one, I was like, oh, ow. Oh, <laughs> that one stings. Yeah, that was, oh, I didn't shrug about that one, and now look, my name's spelt wrong. But I'll have to do this again, because I'm so happy and I'm so excited. So. Yay! Oh, my that's name. awesome. But you spelled it right on my contract. <laughs> and <S is> <laughs> that's a good start. That is a good start. <laughs> Right. On that note, I really do need to wait. So, <laughs> listeners, have a bloody lovely whatever day it is you're listening to this podcast. Have a super good Halloween, whatever that means to you, whether you celebrate it or not. What was that? Get loads of sleep. Yes, get loads of sleep. I've been crap at that, but you know, <laughs> um, do do that. It is very good. And uh, don't watch too many things that scare you and make you scared to go in your kitchen in case there's cats in there. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next month probably love you everybody bye thank you for listening to stacy's pop culture parlor to get in touch with me the titular stace you can follow me on twitter at stacy's parlor send an email to stacy's parlor at gmail.com or come and join the stacy's pop culture parlor facebook group if you'd like to leave a review for the show please do so on apple podcasts or over at podchaser.com If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah!